Um, Hello and welcome to episode 11 of my podcast, Tom Sips into Conversation With. Uh, This week on the episode, we have Abby from Calm Homemade. Abby and I became friends kind of over Instagram. Um, I believe I started following her when she started, um, when she only had like a few hundred followers. And I've luckily been able to see her her page grow massively. And for good reason, really. She is a lovely person. And uh, her content is amazing and very supportive. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're watching or listening to this. Uh, it really helps. Um, and also share it with your friends uh, and family if you like. Uh, this week, uh, not too many updates again. Uh, I've been working over kind of the weekend. Uh, which is really nice just to kind of be back in the kitchen. Um, I've been working on a couple of different projects. Uh, I'm still trying to write some patterns. Um, I've got a couple of patterns that I'm working on. I'm working on um, a pattern for my smart mittens uh, that I've just been posting about on my Instagram. And I'm also still working on a dog sweater. For this episode of the podcast, we talk a bit about how she started crocheting. We talk about how the bralette scene was massive uh, kind of when she started crocheting Um, and I think it's still quite big but it was definitely a thing uh, kind of early 2000s. We also talk about pattern writing um, as when we were recording this episode she hadn't done any pattern writing as of yet Um, but it's something that she'd been thinking about and talking about with other people um, like myself really Um, and she has released two patterns Um, which I will try and leave links down below. We also talk quite a bit about the community and a bit about mental health as well and how important both the community and talking about mental health is to people at the moment. Uh, We also talk about how her page has kind of just exploded. Uh, When we were recording this episode, uh, she was at 11,000 followers and in the short span of a couple of months since we recorded this, I've just checked, and she's up to 25,000 followers, which is incredible and but not surprising when you have a look at the content and you read it as well. I will be back in the middle with a little update from Abby, uh, and then I'll be back at the end. But for now, we sip into the conversation with me asking Abby where she's from. Originally from Surrey, um, and then I moved when we were 11 to Wales. So did all my education in Wales. Um, and then I did three seasons abroad in Greece and America as a portrait photographer, portrait and action photographer, and now I'm living in London. And we're awesome. moving in just under two weeks. <laughs> wow, where are you Highbury moving to? Highbury and Islington. Okay, so still in London, but different part north. of London. Yeah, north London. Nice, so really you're excited? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Really can't wait. We've been, um, we've been in the house share with our friends for just under a year now, so looking forward to getting our own place and just having our own space. And... It makes such a difference when you've got your own space. You you will never want to go back to it. <laughs> you <will> never <laughs> want to go back to house sharing. As much as like your friends are probably lovely, but it's just there's something about having your own space and having just yeah. I mean they're yeah. fab. They're absolutely great. They've kept us sane during lockdown. That's for sure. But um, I can't wait to have more than one room to put all of my crafts in. Got <laughs> yeah, a little is... dobby cupboard, we've called it, because it's yeah. like Harry Potter. So yeah. I'm going to turn that into my craft room. Amazing. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've got a, a relatively small apartment and 
it would be nice at some point we would like to upgrade because we would like to have like an office room where i could also have some craft stuff but i've like any nook and cranny is full of like crafts <laughs> i love it it's same with me <laughs> so how did you get into crochet this is really cute. So in 2019, um, I was actually a carer for a couple of months. Um, absolutely loved it. And met some really, really lovely people um, who crocheted. So I looked after um, an old lady who was, I believe, 98? <laughs> yeah, because she's 100 now. Um, and she taught me how to do the granny stitch. Mm-hmm. So um, we, I went to went to the charity shop, bought myself some yarn and a hook, and went over there one day after work, and we started making a blanket together. Um, and I didn't really know what crochet was before that. I mean, I'd seen it, I'd seen it on like little throws and things like that. Um, but it wasn't until coronavirus and the lockdown that I started really researching um, about crochet and what you can make. Um, and when I found out that you can make like clothes and that it didn't just have to be this, you know, oh, my grand does that. Um, I thought it was really, really fun way to kind of create and express yourself. And yeah, I'm so thankful to uh, Phyllis and Doris who brought crochet into my life <laughs> that's really cute yeah because yeah. I feel like a lot of people they might think that crochet is like just those kind of granny squares and maybe blankets and stuff but I think when you started you kind of you kind of got into the bralette scene yeah quite quickly yeah and, I did <laughs> yeah I that's think that's I made for ages <laughs> I think the bralette scene like I spoke to someone else about this um, and it just exploded I think over lockdown because yeah. a lot of people were doing it and I think I feel like you were one of the main pages that I saw doing the bralettes and stuff and you've done loads of other stuff as well which we'll get into but yeah how, how think, did you find that I think because it was quite a repetitive pattern at the start I was like right I've got this and then I could introduce different colours and then I started working with different stitches and it got to the point where um, I found watching tutorials quite um, time consuming and I didn't want to be constantly on my computer. So I just started making it up. I was going along really. <laughs> and that's how I got into kind of designing my own stuff, um, which now I really enjoy and don't think I'd go back to, I don't know, really making from other people's. That's yeah, a like, make... pattern testing for two <laughs> so that is a I was going to say, have you ever really worked from patterns before or are you, do you just... Recently. Hmm. Yeah. Um, recently I have, um, mainly because, well, the people that I'm pattern testing for are amazing. Um, but I think, well, I've had a lot of people asking if I will be releasing patterns. And for a really long time, I've said no. Um, just because I didn't want to take away from, you know, the therapy that it gives me. I didn't want to add extra stress or strain and pressure onto myself. Um, but I think I'm at the stage now where 
I think it is time to kind of step out my comfort zone and start doing these things. So I think the more I pattern test and learn um, from how other people write their patterns and work, it will only help me grow and kind of develop that style. That's cool. Yeah, it's something that I've I've had people ask me about patterns and at the time of the recording this, I've got some wool to try and look at writing a pattern that I've got in my head. Um, hopefully when this is out, I might be able to put something in the information of like we've both got patterns that we're sharing. Yeah, that would be so much fun. <laughs> but I think like you, I didn't really have like any proper training. I didn't really like read from books or anything like that. I just kind of picked it up from videos. So and I think as well, like something that's really big is like having the pattern and stuff like designed for everyone. So it doesn't matter what your shape and size is. And I'm trying to get my head around the best way to write for that because I would like anyone, doesn't matter how tall, how big, how small they are, yeah. to be able to pick it up and then create something for them. Absolutely. I think that's what's held me back the most as well because... I don't want it to just be a one size fit. I want, you know, that flexibility for everyone to feel involved and connected with the products that we're making, I guess. So I feel exactly the same and figuring out the best way to do that. I mean, most YouTube tutorials do it by measuring, you know, your own size and that I would probably say would be the best way, but everyone everyone likes likes their patterns different. So it's hard to it's hard to pick, isn't it, for the first go. <laughs> yeah i think as well i kind of want to do stuff that is beginner friendly but also i know the stuff that i'm going to make is not particularly beginner friendly it's going to be you have to have some kind of knowledge to be able to do some maths to be able to work it out so i think i just need to get my head around like how i'm going to do it but the more conversations i have i feel like the more confidence i have to actually like give it a go and like this community, everyone's so like welcoming and it's all about like sharing our knowledge, isn't it? Community over competition. 100%. Yeah. I've always uh, found that if I've got any questions, people are more than happy to kind of help me out and answer and vice versa. Yeah, for sure. This community is uh, it's a, a running theme with this podcast is how great this community is and how the people behind the photos seem like real people and they're all willing to help there's no there's no proper competition like everyone no. wants to try and help each other which is amazing yeah i think it's really special i mean i i, I if you told me last year that i would have connected with people online and they'd actually be real life friends now i, I wouldn't have believed you but it's been such an amazing space to connect with people that are like-minded i mean i've always been a really creative person but i've never really had that many creative friends to kind of share that with so mm -hmm. having a couple of hundred yeah amazing and not to like make you blush or anything but how how do you feel about that because as an outsider yeah. like i can see how influential you are and i don't know if if you actually if you're aware of that like no <laughs> I don't know. it's so alien and so bizarre um it's quite overwhelming and i think 
for me, when I see messages of like love and support, I, it just is, it's just everything. Um, I started Come Homemade personally for me as a diary to um, cope with my anxiety and depression at the time. Um, I was going through a really stressful time and found crafts um, really, really helped me. So I wanted to create a safe space, a calming area to showcase my work and what I was doing. And it kind of has developed into um, this, this amazing blog that people want to follow and interact with and they come and share their stories and journeys with me. Um, so it's a really special, really, really special space where we can all connect and um, go on this kind of creative journey together. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really understand why there is, why well, I woke up to 11, 11K this morning and it's just blowing my mind how rapidly we're kind of growing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been very, <laughs> it's been very full on, but I feel like all the time and energy and content that I've put into it um, has been really kind of helpful for me and to see that it's helpful for other people just makes it that bit better, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, like like I've said, like I've been following you from the, from like pretty much from the beginning mm. and seeing not only your content kind of change and develop a little bit, but you have got your own style and you've got your own kind of thing going on and kind of mental well-being and health is definitely a running theme throughout and I, I really like the fact that you try and get people to engage and talk about things as well because we're definitely like we're in the kind of like age group now where mental health is a lot more prominent and it's like the knowledge of it is much like there's a lot more knowledge about it and it's just starting that communication and that conversation about it and like it's really good to see that people in this community are helping each helping each other and supporting each other. Yeah, I completely agree. I think some of the topics that I discuss um, are quite difficult, um, especially for me. Um, at the start, I was terrified <laughs> to put out that you know I have these feelings. Sometimes I can't even leave my bedroom. Um, it's very easy to hide behind a screen. And I think opening up these honest conversations and showing other people, look, hey, I feel like this and it's okay, um, I think is a really important message. So I've tried to open up these topics and conversations more recently um, and the struggles that, you know, Instagram actually does bring it in, in its own right, um, you know, can impact our mental health and give us a lot more stress than we need. But on the flip side, it has really, really helped me. Um, I don't know where I'd be without Instagram throughout this lockdown. It's been an opportunity to connect with other artists, showcase my work, grow, open up these conversations. Um, so pros and cons, but um, I'm just really happy that I've got this platform now to open up these really important discussions and conversations yeah i mean one of the things that i really love to see as well from your page is um your stories how you're always shouting out people um <laughs> and it's like it's something i like i've i've done a bit in the past but it's so time consuming yeah. um, <laughs> it is. and i think it if is, i wasn't but... yeah if i wasn't doing 
as much like I'm just trying to fill my days with as much stuff as I can at the moment like I would love to do more shout outs and I do try and do them every now and again but like I've I've followed a lot of people and um like the account Azramati as well I think I found her from you posting about her Um, oh she's absolutely sensational she's such a fab human she's Um, wonderful and I, I got to talk to her last week as well like when we were recording this, I got to talk to her last week, and she's on episode eight. Um, amazing, and she's in. she's wonderful. So, so many there's so many amazing people out there, and I speaking yeah speaking of shout outs. So, um, I'll just quickly touch as we as we speak about Azrabati. She um, she's part of a group that I've created um, during it's a couple of months ago now. Um, I felt like. I was really connecting to certain people um, and reached out to them all individually and just said, would you enjoy being part of um, a support system? Because I want to create a group, a safe space where we can all share uh, feelings, what we're doing, content, if you have any questions, how to grow together, how to support each other. Um, And really that is the main reason why I share so many other artists. I think it's so important for us to really connect and unite. Um, And there's just so much incredible work out there um, and people behind these accounts. So if I can share, I will. Um, I'm fortunate that I'm also on furlough, so I've got quite a lot of time um, on my hands. (laughs) Uh, Instagram has been really naughty at the moment though because it's not posting everything that I'm sharing mm. um so I'll wake up to a lot of failed uploads so you're right it does take a really long time and I have kind of designed a signature look for each story so each one can take you know five to ten minutes and that's just for one person so um it can take a little while but I do think it's something that I will continue to do because most of most of the messages that I receive are thank you so much I've now found a new person to follow mm-hmm. and if we're all spreading and growing in that organic way from people who really love our work then it's only got to be a plus yeah I know you've done a couple of co- uh, collaborations and you got to do uh, mm. a collaboration with Vicky Nitz kind of in between a lockdown which is really exciting yeah. to see how was that <laughs> Like my, I just love her so much. She's literally the sweetest person. Um, we we connected at the start of lockdown and just really got on. She was just a really good friend to me. Um, and I have just really missed portrait photography. So I kind of said, would you fancy doing um, a little mini social distance shoot? She said yes, um, and we've kind of just blossomed into this really beautiful friendship, and we've worked together twice now. Would have been a lot more if it wasn't for, you know, lockdown and global pandemic. But it's been amazing to kind of connect with somebody who does knitting, so I can see like the flip side. Um, and I really, really, really want to give it a go because her vests are incredible. Um, yeah, if you don't if you don't know who we're talking about, go on to go on to uh, Instagram and type in Nikki dot bit um Nikki. Nope. <laughs> Nikki dot knits. Let's try that again. Uh, she's 
amazing and creates some really, really beautiful content. I'm also looking to do something like this, spreading the positivity, getting to know other artists and their backgrounds, spreading the love of crochet. Um, so I'm going to start doing lives, hopefully once a week. Um, I don't know if you've heard of her, but Bruna Callity will be um, coming on Friday. So we'll be going I saw live. That, yeah. yeah, so that's really exciting. Um, and just kind of showing my face a bit more, stepping out of my comfort zone uh, and talking about these these tough topics that don't really get discussed enough. Um, our mental health, how to safeguard ourselves, um, finding other artists and seeing how they've coped with, um, you know, lockdown, COVID, um, and just have a great time and chat like we're doing now. I just think it's yeah. great. And I, I really, I'm really so glad that you asked me to come on here because um, it's something that I've never done before. And I think it's really great. Thank you. I know that you were a little bit nervous at the beginning. And to be honest, most people have been. Um, yeah. Just because it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of thing of what we're used to, and especially at the moment, we're like used to being kind of at home by ourselves, knitting, crocheting doing some kind of craft um and like like i feel like my ability to have a conversation was like starting to go down like my, my girlfriend and i we talk all the time and stuff but i i work in hospitality so I, i'm used to like talking to people a lot more mm -hmm. and it's very strange not being able to talk to random people um yeah and by the time this podcast episode comes out your instagram lives and stuff they're going to be fairly well established i think so let's hope that'll be exciting yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. strange though, to kind of think that we haven't really interacted with <laughs> humans for a year i really hope you're enjoying the episode so far with me and abby here is just a little update of what she's been up to since we recorded this episode Hi, so since we recorded the uh, last episode, I've been super busy, um, which has been amazing. Um, I've released two patterns by the time this comes out, which is very exciting, which I said, you know, I wanted to do. Um, I've started writing an online course for people um, who are interested in growing on Instagram, uh, so photography tips and things like that, um, strategies. Um, I've also been holding uh, Instagram Lives, talking about topics on mental health and craft therapy. And I've also um, held a global project called Square the Love, uh, which has been absolutely fantastic to uh, organise um, to help spread awareness of the benefits behind um, crafting and fibre arts. Um, so the end project will be a cardigan of over a hundred uh, artists who have created a square, four by four square, um, that represents them as uh, a person or their company. So they're gonna be all stitched together and created into a cardigan. So if you follow um, me at Calm Homemade, you can see the process and progress there. Um, yeah, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you, Abby, for that little update. The Square the Love project that she was talking about. Um, I was really happy to be a part of that as well. Um, and I've seen a few of the other patches and stuff that people have sent in and 
they all look amazing. Definitely make sure you follow her and uh, check out that project. We now slip into the conversation with me asking what she does for work. Um, I work for a company called Hope and Glory. Uh, they're a PR firm and I'm their senior receptionist. So front of the house, meet and greet and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I'm a organized control freak, so it's always spotless, tidy, clean, filed. <laughs> nice. um, something very different to what I was doing in the past. Um, I've been a portrait photographer since I was 16. Um, so very different, but great. The people that I work with are all amazing. Um, they've been so good to me since the pandemic. So huge shout out to them. <laughs> That's cool. Let's let's talk a bit about your photography because I mean, from just from looking at your Instagram, anyone can tell that you've got a really good eye for photography because your your images you've got a very clean aesthetic kind of style but I feel like you can tell that you know what you're doing well that's really kind of you um it's so different to portrait photography what I've been doing so I don't know whether I agree <laughs> I'm really I'm really hard on myself um I'm trying to work on that um I think because it is such a completely different style to what I'm used to I really 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 struggled at the start um so yeah I mean it's all been a complete learning curve and flat days is something that I've never done before uh which I actually really like doing now um but I've tried to <clears throat> not um limit myself to just using my camera um I also use my phone just to try and showcase that you don't need a fancy camera to make cute pictures. Um, I get the I get comments all the time like, oh, your photos are so nice. I wish mine were like that. Yours can be like that. <laughs> I, took this on, I took this on my mobile phone. Um, I just put it on portrait mode so you get a nice blurred background. Um, I think it is something that I will talk a little bit more about um, in the coming months, I guess, um, how to kind of get the aesthetics right in your feed and that kind of stuff. Um, Cause I do get quite a lot of interest about that, but I, I don't, I stress about my, I stress about my feed so much. And I actually did a post about this yesterday um, and asked people whether they do too. And it seems like it's a very mixed bag, 50% the exact same as me perfectionists and freak out constantly and others couldn't care less and just post when they want to post and I think that's absolutely fab and I wish I could be a little bit more like that to be honest um so yeah it is it is about finding a balance at the end of the day isn't it you, you need a social life and to not be on your phone constantly worrying about you know one thing but um I think personally for me having my feed a certain way um, a certain aesthetic, bright, airy, um, pastels. Um, the feedback that I've got is that it does convey a calming kind of feel, which is obviously all, all about what my brand is. So I, that is the reason that I do take a long time taking these images, making sure that it all looks nice. Um, so new people that join and come and look at my feed then would like to stay for a little bit longer maybe read my content instead of it being 
a less sought out process and kind of maybe losing people who would have wanted to stay yeah makes sense i mean i i, I think it looks great um and i'm sure there's there's loads of people i know like i can imagine there's a lot of creative people that can be very perfectionist and that's a great quality but as an outsider i think it looks awesome thanks <laughs> that's right that's really kind of you thank you it's okay i um, think when you're staring at your own feed for so long constantly you kind of you can just very easily fall out of love with it do you use any apps or do you so i always use lightroom to edit my images mm-hmm. um and then i use um like preview apps to kind of make sure that i like what it looks like the reason for not using apps like um, Planogram and Later is mm-hmm. because I felt like when I was um, programming my um, photoscope, it wasn't how I was feeling on the day. Um, and that is basically what my whole you know, blog is about. So yeah. I've stopped using those kind of apps. Um, which does mean that it's a bit more pressure <laughs> to get everything done in the morning. So I'm all ready for um, one o'clock post. So, yeah, balance again. <laughs> yeah. But that might kind of change in the future. Like when you go back to work, you might need it will to rely to. on some of those apps because it's trying to help that consistency, isn't it? Yeah, I'll definitely have to look into it when I go back to work because it's not, it's not a sustainable way to live, but all the time that I can, you know, fill my days like this, I probably will because it's good for me lots to do. <laughs> Where would you like your page to to kind of go? Do you have like an idea or a dream of where you'd like your page to go? Really enjoying the direction that it's going at the moment. <clears throat> I think if it can be more of a a page and an outlet for people to feel comfortable enough to share their journeys with me then I'm doing something right because that's what that's what it's always been for me it's always been a safe space with no judgment um so that is where I would like it to continue I'd like it to be a self-help kind of page um with lots of tips and tricks on how to cope with stressful situations safeguarding yourself online um too much screen time not enough screen time <laughs> social media everything you know craft therapy um how-to videos all that kind of fun stuff um but as long as it is consistent with the brand i want it to always be calming i don't want it to ever kind of lose that um so that's where i'd like it to to be in the future (laughs) nice that's cool um what kind of uh materials and stuff do you like to use I pretty much always use paint box yarn and because um, it literally is just the dream. It feels sensational. Um, I always use a 3.5. I can show you. So this is using the paint box. Amazing. Yeah, and this one is just so silky and smooth. Oh, cute. All best. Um, that's kind of my go-to and I went a little bit out of my comfort zone a couple of weeks back and bought some super chunky yarn, which I've never used before. Um, 
And it was amazing to see how quickly it grew. Normally something that would take, you know, 20 minutes took five. So I can see the appeal to using Chunky R for sure. Um, so I want to use a bit more of that. But normally I use Fallcry and always pastels. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot, a, lot, a lot of pastels, which is awesome. I've, um, I've just ordered some paint box um yarn for my new project that i'm going to start working on and it's really nice to hear that i mean i've seen it in your feed and i've seen it in a lot of other views as well mm -hmm. but it's nice to know that it people do enjoy working with it yeah i really i really really like it i don't have any anything negative to say about the yarn i think it's all fab um always cut i always use cotton mm -hmm. and either dk or aaron yeah more more towards the aaron but um, yeah, no qualms. Really, really, really great product. I haven't really explored too much in the yarn department, purely because I'm scared. <laughs> I was going to say, but, is that uh, something that you would want to try in the future? Or have you got your yarns that you like and you're just going to kind of... No, I doubt. I'm, I'm definitely all for giving something else a go. Maybe I'll do a... Maybe I'll do a, a Q&A. Yeah, see whatever, cool. what everyone uh, enjoys. Mm. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, I know that um, for a lot of beginners, uh, we've, I've talked to people about um, chunkier wools being like a really good option for when you're starting off because, like you said, like a five-minute little project, whether you're knitting or crocheting, you mm. see massive results rather than yeah. if you're using really thin wool it's really hard to see results quickly. And I feel like that can be a bit harder when you're working, like when you're first starting. I completely agree. I absolutely agree. I am um, at the start, I think I needed to feel like a sense of achievement, fulfillment. Like that is, that's the main reason why I stuck to um, little bralettes for so long, because I was like, Oh, I can do this in a day. Look at what, look what I've made. And that's amazing. Um, and now I've kind of ventured onto bigger projects. I'm like, oh my God, it's taken me like a month to complete or whatever. So um, yeah, using using chunky yarn has definitely, it's definitely a life changer. Yeah. You can kind of whip up a good old vest or something. In kind yeah, of a I mean, day. yeah, I've started going down a little bit more. and I'm starting to use thinner walls just so that I can make a project last longer now. Mm. Because now I kind of know a bit more what I'm doing. Like there's only so many hats I can w really wear. So if I've got big chunky wool and I'm making hats, yeah, I want to try and make other things with like thinner wool and, and make the project last a little bit longer. Yeah. Also help, helps with my spending as well, because I'm not having to oh my gosh. constantly keep adding more wool to my, my stash. Yeah. We won't, we won't talk about the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll gloss over that. We'll gloss over that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, luckily, with there's so many yarns out there, you can make this hobby as expensive as you want to because there's some big brands that are very expensive. Yeah. But you can also find, like, when we're not in a national lockdown, there are charity shops where you can find fairly decent wool. Absolutely. I completely agree, almost yeah. almost nothing. Um, and even if you don't see it, if you talk to the people at the charity shop, they will put it aside because you will get people that donate it and they don't really know what to do with it sometimes. Depends on where yeah. you are, but I've I've been into charity shops and I've said, if you do ever get any shipments of a ball, like someone drops it off, 
put it aside there's my number amazing that's a, that's a great that's a great way to do it actually my my parents live in kent in a really little village so they're always there's always a will there and all the tools and everything that you need so whenever yeah. i'm there I, i'd always that's where i'd normally get my um my wool from um but i mean there's something really lovely about a fresh bag of yarn delivery i think <laughs> there is yeah i'm i'm really excited about mine i have no idea when it's arriving but yeah what would you say to people who haven't started crocheting um what would you say to them to like try and help motivate them or where where would you guide them to start whenever people uh, reach out to me and say how did i start i would always steer them to youtube i think youtube is such a great tool um especially now that we can't you know meet up and show each other how to do this craft um youtube is is the, is the number one i would say for learning um i get a lot of inspiration from pinterest is another one um i just love how you can you know save stuff into all your different categories um and get inspired that way but for making and learning i'd say youtube um and if there's anyone that you know particularly inspires you uh reach out to them be polite just send them a lovely message say you know you're fab how, where did you start and they might you know reach out and help you um i know that i get a lot of messages um asking if i do youtube t tutorials which is something that you know i need to start doing <laughs> it's just there's not enough time in the day um but yeah youtube is the number one yeah like you said talk if there's an instagrammer that you're inspired by just talk to them this community yeah. is so great yeah. that i think most people would try and get back to you if they can absolutely absolutely i completely agree i mean there there's the side of you know wanting something for nothing um and we've all got you know busy lives and stuff to stuff to do so if, you know we don't reply instantly it's not because we don't care um but I mean, I'm I'm an open book. I'm more than happy to help anyone, because um, at the start I needed help. Um, but I think the best way to progress is to kind of trial and error, figure it out yourself. Um, mm -hmm. That's how I found my style, um, from just getting things wrong and then learning from it and knowing right, I won't do that again. But actually, from doing that mistake, I've now learned that this is the correct way and that's kind of how I grew um so yeah don't don't go bombarding people with loads of questions but um the odd message here and there to help you out I think I think is fab yeah yeah don't be afraid of trial and error because I think that's a big thing like it really does help like you learn so much more if you make a mistake and then you have to go back like you can learn a lot from that and yeah probably look at the follow account if someone's got a lot of followers be expecting they're probably going to get quite a lot of messages yeah. so a bit of time. <laughs> um, yeah so yeah i mean hopefully people will be able to come to like these kind of videos and see as well of like kind of where to start and, yeah, and hopefully when this comes out you might even have a, a simple pattern that people might be able to have a go at wouldn't that be mad <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't hold your breath, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. the future brings. See how long lockdown happens. I think if if lockdown that keeps that, happening, yeah. then yeah. you'll have a little bit more time. But yeah, I do think I do think I I will be bringing out a patchwork kind of thing. We had a lot of lot of love for this one. So if I was to write a pattern, it would probably be this little cute crop top. Because awesome. um, it's it's really once you once you know the kind of. <clears throat> how to start the granny square and things is super easy you just whip them up and then attach them all together put a pretty board around and you're you're good to go so that's probably where i would start and it's very beginner friendly so hmm. yeah hopefully hopefully find some time and do it <laughs> yeah um what do you like to listen or watch when you're creating this is a great question i get asked this all the time i <clears throat> I normally listen to the Calm app. So it's just waterfalls, rain, or um, I'll go onto YouTube and just type in like reading music. Um, Nothing with words. If I'm doing a project where I know that I don't have to think, sometimes Netflix might slide on in and I'll start watching something, but I'm trying to have a TV free zone in the days. So it's not only just music. Um, but yeah, I never know how to answer this question. I don't, it's not something that I really, I really think about. I guess because a lot of your stuff can be a little bit more intricate, you have to kind of keep an eye on what you're doing. Is that, is that right? Is yeah. That yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just like, I wouldn't be able to like listen to a podcast, for instance, which quite a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I think because I'm just so invested in what I'm doing, which is why I do it, because I want to be mindful. I don't want mm-hmm. to be thinking about anything else. So I kind of just turn into that. Sometimes I won't even listen to anything and it will be complete silence. Um, I think that could be quite nice as well, to be honest. And that is that, actually so. really refreshing and nice. And just yeah. you just listen to the outside noises. So, um, yeah, normally I'm just kind of present in the moment and mindful and not really having to add too much to my environment to kind of change something. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, everyone has a, a different kind of work kind of mm. pattern and stuff. Yeah, I need it to be like quiet and calm so I can concentrate. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> um out of all the kind of projects that you've done so far, what's your favorite to date? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <clears throat> most of my stuff's packed as well so I can't show you but I was really really proud of my Athena bra uh, bralette that I made um, that was the first pattern that I'd ever designed myself um, so I'd say that was probably my most fulfilling project that I've made um, obviously I've done Big, larger projects now that I'm really you know happy with but I'd say that was that was the turning point for me when I was like oh yeah I can do this um yeah I'd say the Athena Bralette. Are there any other hobbies or anything that you but I love to draw I paint a lot um normally like abstract um and socializing but we're not allowed to do that anymore so <laughs> 
Yeah, they're, they're the main the main things that I kind of fill my time with. Um, I used to read a little bit last year, but I kind of other things have kind of gotten in the way, so I don't really do that so much. So I think I'll try try and do that a bit more in 2021. What are your hobbies? Uh, I mean, knitting takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to record as many episodes as I can and then edit like one video takes me about maybe three days to edit i'm definitely getting quicker at it at the beginning it it took longer because i was basically cutting the whole thing so got two audio tracks then two video things and cutting it all and it was just making my computer so much slower but now i've oh, yeah. worked out different techniques to try and help edit um and I'm also editing in between looking after the dog and cooking or going for walks and stuff. So yeah. I think if I just sat down and just did editing, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too bad. Probably be like a day and a half or so, but. Oh my gosh. I can't believe yeah. how long that takes. So yeah. much work. Yeah. We'll just know that we appreciate it. And I've loved getting to know you and talking to you a little bit more and seeing you yeah. in person. Well, not yeah, really in person. Been- yeah, as, as close to person <laughs> as we can at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, for Abby, for being on the podcast. Um, I really appreciate talking to you and getting to know you a bit more because we've kind of been friends on Instagram for a little bit and it was really nice talking to you. I really hope you all enjoyed the episode and getting to know a little bit more about Abby. The reason for this podcast is to try and help grow the community and help inspire people to pick up a craft or start a new craft. With us just kind of starting to come out of lockdown by the time I'm recording this, it's still really important that we check in with our mental health and crafting and being creative is a really good form of uh, trying to help look after your mental health. Um, So that's the reason for the podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next Friday with another episode. I will be talking to um, a friend of mine uh, called Emily, who is uh, just a wonderful person and a very talented dancer. Uh, Please remember to like and subscribe, and I will see you next week. Have a good one.